Welcome to Modern Figures Podcast, a show where we're elevating the voices of black women in computing to inspire the next generation of the advanced technology workforce. We're your hosts, Dr. Jeremy Waysom and Dr. Kyla McMullen. This podcast is sponsored by the National Center for Women in Information Technology, or NCWIT. NCWIT is a nonprofit organization that convenes, equips, and unites change leader organizations to increase participation of all women in the field of computing. Kyla and I are representatives of the Institute for African American Mentoring and Computing Sciences, or IMCS, which serves as a national resource for Black and African American students, faculty, and industry professionals in computing. Special thanks goes to our listeners who contribute to the podcast by supporting our online store, which you can find at our website, www.modernfigurespodcast.com. Okay, so today we have future Dr. Jasmine Bowers with us. Hey, Jasmine. Yes, future. Uh, Future Dr. Bowers is a PhD student here at the University of Florida. Go Go Gators. Gators. And her focus is on digital finance, privacy, policy, and security. Yes. Mm. Mm. Okay. And just as a note, all of us are wearing a shirt that we refer to as the Jasmine, Jasmine shirt. shirt. Yes, the Jasmine shirt. <laughs> For um, those of you on YouTube that can see us, it is like a girl with a fro and a bow, and she has the square glasses. We made it and said... This is Jasmine. So yeah. funny thing is I normally walk around with a puff and glasses every day, but today I put the contacts in and straighten the hair. So. Yeah, we don't know who she is right now. <laughs> she but is so brand normally new I look like the shirt. Doing the absolute most today in the studio. You know. She was mad that like I didn't let her into the building. Right away. <laughs> I was sweating out my naturally straight hair. Like, you know it's not going to last more than 48 hours. Well, yeah, it's We fabulous. need to get you back to the Jasmine hair. So right. that's what we were trying oh, to do. Yeah. The oh, curls. Secretly, that was my plan. Listen. Oh, yeah. The well, girls are crying. They're like, bring me back, please. <laughs> well, thank you for coming and being Thanks. on the show with us. Thank you. Yeah, you traveled so far. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Starting just all over. Okay. So yes. we know Jasmine pretty well because she's here at UF. But yes. um I don't know a lot about who you are beyond being PhD student Jasmine Bowers. So can we learn a little bit more about how you kind of made your way here? Oh, girl. To Gaines, Vegas. <laughs> right? Um, so. <laughs> Woo-cha. So. Woo-cha Right. <laughs> um, so I went to North Carolina A&T, Aggie Pride. And Is that where you're from, North Carolina? Yes, from mm-hmm. the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina, mm-hmm. 704. Okay. Um, all of that. And so I went to A&T to get my master's, and so I applied for this fellowship called the Gym Fellowship, and that's where um, I had the opportunity to apply to UF. And I came to visit and met my advisor, Patrick Trainer, who does uh, security research, and so that was kind of the area that I was interested in. So... Um, so yeah, then I ended up at UF, and four years later, I'm still here. Fun times. I'm still here it's too, been girl. Four years, right? I'm going Where into did year the five. Time go. I don't I remember know. when you got here. Listen, listen. Oh, I remember. I remember every year, <laughs> every milestone, <laughs> every struggle, every tear, every mm-hmm. conversation. I feel that. Yeah, my advisor and I, we're like every year. I feel like our our relationship has just like grown. It's like I used to just be so scared to talk to him, like. Hi. Now it's like, hey, 
I got a question. Good question. <laughs> okay, after that, I have two more questions, but I promise you this is the last question. Okay, wait, one more question. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that confidence has definitely improved over the years. Yeah, because if you think about it, at the end of the day, you and your advisor are supposed to be colleagues. So That's what he know, says. Yeah. I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm not there yet. That's the scariest yet. thing. I'm like, but you know so much. How am I your colleague? <laughs> yeah, my advisor, he, he boosts me a lot, but I'm like, Yes, he uh, does. I'm not ready. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? He's like, well, you're going to become the expert. But what do you think? What do you think? So, yeah, working on that. Um, it's gotten better. But, you know. Yeah. It'll take time. Did you always know that you wanted to do digital finance? And no. What you're doing now? So, like, no. yeah. What got you into this area? Um, so my first year, I worked on a project under one of the lead grad students in my lab. It was a paper called Mobile Money, Mobile Problems. And so that research kind of... Mo' uh, Money, Mo' Problems. I just got <laughs> it. I just got it. I just got it. Yes. So my advisor is a big, like, hip-hop fan. So, like, we, yeah. I would He knows all the songs. Shout out, Patrick. Hey, right. He knows more songs than me. He's like, yo, you know, like, regulators. I'm like, huh? What? So, like... No clue. My old school hip-hop. Yeah, my paper, like, two years ago at Soup's... Um, it the the title is regulators mount up and i was wow. like regulators and he's like you don't know that and i'm like uh yeah i know that mm-hmm. That's but yeah, yeah. Right. so um so yeah that kind of started my like path on like the digital finance i didn't i didn't know this was going to be a thing mm-hmm. um i was in a class where um it was actually a uh college of journalism course it was uh what was it it was um it was something along the lines of like policy and oh, I cannot remember computing com- mm, no communicating privacy there we go mm-hmm. um and and so in that course I kind of introduced my research in the like the digital finance space to policy yeah so I did um I started looking at privacy policies and that that work ended up turning into a soups paper um what is soups so soups is like I know Campbell's I don't know the most <laughs> of soups. so soups um it's oh, a symposium girl. on privacy and security, and it's a it's a huge conference that happens every year that um, a lot of usable security and privacy researchers submit papers to um, to talk about you know not just the technical part but the the people part of security and, and privacy um, and technology. So that was huge because that was a, a community I had never really been introduced to before because mm-hmm. I just that wasn't even something on my radar. But but that kind of opened up a lot of doors. So. Um, so it started with just doing like the, the mobile money work, which was looking at mobile money apps. And then this was looking at privacy policies. And then last summer I was, a um, I was a law clerk at Epic. It's like a nonprofit organization in oh, DC. Cool. So, cool. yeah. So kind of putting it all together, like yeah. figuring this thing out. So it's all, it's really been a journey. Just, just it's, you know, so did, I, did I had you no think, idea. Like back in high school i'm gonna be dr bowers so yes yeah she's I, always wanted to yeah <laughs> the only person i know like that. you like me <laughs> listen so i had this note card i think i wrote it in like 11th grade <laughs> there's and I nothing wrote, wrong with it i have i had goals like me too i i listen. found it i found it maybe like a year ago mm-hmm. and it's on on an index yes. card and it's like 
Dr. Jeremy McRuder. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the goals that I wanted to exactly. set. Exactly. Oh, wow. Like exactly. all the things that I, like the boxes. That's that it. I to, and wow. I had all of them. And I was like, girl, you did that. Listen. Now let's not make another list because this was a lot. So right. funny thing. There's like two funny things about that list. So I posted that list several times because I'm like, oh, look at all these goals I set and look what I'm doing. I'm actually accomplishing them. I'm so proud. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was funny because I, I had like, I want a PhD. I want to make six figures. I want to buy a house. I want to go to certain schools. I want to do all these things. So, um, minus a few, like the school, oh, the school was, was different. Detailed. But yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, I I did hit those marks. But the hard thing about that list was that there was nothing after that. Right. And so I've gotten to the point where it's like, okay, now what am I going? Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's there's life beyond school. What? But you know what? Yeah. That's going to be a thing that keeps happening. Yeah. Right. right. Because you are an overachiever that's it you are someone yeah. who will continue to excel yeah and so whatever expectation that you set for yourself expect to make that a reality so that's the thing working on those expectations on like what's coming next i think i've slowed down because um my math teacher told me recently she said you know you like to be 12 steps ahead all the time <laughs> i was like you're right i guess so like in 11th grade I knew what I wanted to do up until now. Wow. So now it's like, well, what am I going to do now up until I turn 50? So that's Time not really going to gonna, r- listen. <laughs> right. So now I've just been slowing down and focusing on day to day, you know, smelling the roses a little more, you know, taking pictures of the roses every now and then. Literally taking pictures mm-hmm. of the roses. <laughs> oh, that's true. Um, yes. Going to therapy. Listen, mm-hmm. I had to start going to therapy because this PhD life is like. Ooh, child. Child. Yeah. Ooh, honey. Um, <laughs> It was, you know, mm-hmm, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Uh-huh. So all your degrees are in computer science, right? Um, so I, I, in undergrad, I had I earned two degrees, math, one in math and one in computer science. But everything else fancy? is computer science. Ooh, ch- no, it was hard, and it was time-consuming, and I had no life. <laughs> no one knew um, me. I feel like that's wrong, but I'm going to let that slide for You for had a, a life. Okay. I had a life, but it was not... Some things I wish I, I could go back and say, okay, I, I wish I would have, you know. Everyone has that. Though. You know, I, I don't really regret anything. It's more so like, oh, man, you had those experiences at the same school I was at. <laughs> where was I? Like, where what was I doing? Oh, girl, you were studying or something or you were like running a chapter meeting or something. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, man. So. I feel like now I'm trying to like relive some of that fun. Not not in a bad way, but more so just spend more time. Like if someone's like, Hey, you wanna hang out? Like this year, well this semester I've been like, Yeah. And like not really worrying about the time. Great. Um yeah. so yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about everything. So did you have like any mentors or people who were like encouraging you to like participate in certain things or be involved? Like how how did the I'm I'm not doing all the things my friends are doing uh, occur or like how did you decide like yeah I want to do these specific things so um so my best friend roommate line sister everything in life we basically did everything together Uh Um, she actually started majoring in computer science before me I was majoring in math and she ended up um taking computer class computer science classes and meeting the black female professor that was in the computer science department and um so she ended up working under her through like the computer science organization and she became president so I was 
with her a lot um, at events and, you know, (laughs) and just, you know, checking it out, seeing what it's about. And she basically kind of encouraged me to get involved in computer science. Um, So it was my minor for a while. And also the professor, um, her name is Dr. Swanye. She Oh, you know uh, Dr. Swanye. Yes, hey, Dr. Swanye. Um, and my best friend's name is Brittany, by the way. Uh, hey, Brittany. She, Dr. Swanye <laughs> really was like, you know, oh, you should get in computer science. So um, we actually, Brittany and I, we co-opt with NSA for a few semesters while we were in undergrad. So that was another opportunity. So what does NSA stand for? Um, um, National Security Agency. So we we uh, we co-opt there as... Um, as interns for a few semesters, so that was a great time to kind of get exposed to some parts of like professional fields in computer science. But so my best friend and professor were really critical in those um, in those years of, of undergrad because that really kind of helped me set the tone of what I wanted to do. And that professor encouraged me to also do research. So she um, encouraged me strongly to present <laughs> at the, <laughs> the Tapia conference. So I presented some work there and that's where I met a professor at a and who, um, who was, uh, who attended my talk and kind of encouraged me to apply to a and And so then I ended up uh, applying to a and and, and getting a research assistantship there. So then um, my professor encouraged me to go to grad school because that was ultimately what she did. She went to grad school so, um, and she has a PhD in computer science, so she wanted me to do the same thing. So I went to A&T for my master's and then, um, there was a t- it, time came f- to apply for PhD programs. So she was really critical in, in that process. Um, because, you know, coming into college, I didn't know much about computer science. I, I was a mathematician at heart. I loved math since, you know, I could count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, so computer science was like whoa this is okay I've always loved computers but there's a Mm -hmm. there's a there's a difference between computer science and loving computers Hmm. and just you know so and so I I learned that there's there's a huge difference because a lot of people love computers but computer science there's a lot of theory in there and there's a lot of there's a lot of different um, there are a lot of different disciplines under computer science so you have to kind of find your fit Um, so so yeah, those two people were really critical in my process. Mm-hmm. It I guess. sounds like you had like mentors at like yeah. very critical levels. Like first, like a peer sort of mentor, yeah. and your friend Brittany, and then you know, and professors and mm-hmm. people just seeing your ability and saying, "Hey, you are going to go and do this thing." Right. That's right. a lot of our story, actually. A exactly. lot of our stories. Exactly. I mean, you know, Brittany was she. We were roommates, so she was. You know, she was right there. So we we worked together a lot. We were in the same organizations. We pledged the same sorority. Like we were always doing the things together. Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we were we were involved in a lot of things together. And I think that helped because it didn't feel like I was the only one. It was always, well, Brittany and Jasmine, come on. So it was it was nice to have, you know, to be a part of a team somewhat. Um, So even when I went to get my master's at A&T, we had a really nice cohort of grad students, you know, in the program. So we, you know, we hung out together, we worked together in the lab, like we had a family. So that really, you know, that really made a huge difference. Well, it sounds like you pledged a sorority, 
You were part of an organization. You had undergraduate friends. research. <laughs> you had friends. So it sounds to me like somebody had a life. But I'm well, not gonna say. So I mean, I you know, I'm not I like I said, I don't I don't regret any of it. I just wish <laughs> I had a little more like fun and relaxed a little okay, more. Yeah. If you yeah. ask my line sisters, they're probably like, Yeah, she didn't really relax like at all. Like she was really uptight. <laughs> yeah, but when you feel like your life is on the line almost, yeah. like especially if you have a scholarship that's paying yeah, for your oh, school, you're yeah. like, I can't afford to have exactly. any Fair moment wasted. Exactly. Thankfully, yeah. I came to Fort Valley with, um, that's where I went to undergrad with the presidential scholarship. So, of course, like you have a GPA requirement, things like that. And I was double majoring. So I was taking um, like 18 to 24 plus credit hours a semester. Oof. So because I, I graduated in five years, but one of those semesters. Yeah, one of those semesters I was co-oping. So really four and a half years of two majors mm. was tough. So that was, you know. That's okay. that's one reason why I was uptight. I get you know? it. I get it. And then you <laughs> but, said I want more of this and went right. to grad school. <laughs> Listen, I thought it was just more school. No, grad school is like <laughs> no. What is it like now? Like it's yeah. it's not I mean, it's classes, it's school, but it's more. It's like you're furthering a field. Yeah. And yeah. you have no idea how you're gonna do that. And then when you get to the end, you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about like transitioning into graduate school because you were already like in a master's program was that the same type of transition or was that easier so um so I went to an HBCU for undergrad and Mm -hmm. master's and then I came to UF so the transition from HBCU to HBCU was pretty seamless I actually went closer to home so uh, being like an hour and a half from from home was nice and because where you met your boyfriend I did hey Justin (laughs) um yeah so it was nice to be closer to home because being in Georgia you know I really grew up I went to college at 17 so you know I I grew up at Fort Valley um and I love that place I have my pen on now you can see for those of you on the YouTube, um, she also has one that says Christ curls and, and coconut, coconut oil. oil. Yes, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Pen fires, my last sister's pens. Shout out to my last sister, you know. Amazing. Um, so, so yeah, it was really nice to just be closer to home and just, you know, have that support. I realized that, you know, growing up in, in Georgia, I, I built a big network because I didn't have family down there. So it was just nice to be back home. But the transition from North Carolina, close to home, seeing mom anytime I wanted to, seeing boyfriend anytime I wanted to, to Florida, seeing family on the weekend or not on the weekends, on the holidays or, Mm -hmm. you know, a few times a year was rough. Yeah. Yeah. And then also just transitioning into a Ph.D. program. Right. Right. Which is like, yeah, the expectations are different. Yeah. 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 It was. It was lonely, you know. Um, there were rarely any students that looked like me in my classes. Mm. And, you know, I just kind of went in the class, you know, listened to the lecture and left. And I felt like if I, you know, if I was there or if I wasn't there, it wasn't really noticed. Mm. So, you know, and that's that's the thing about, you know, large classes. You know, your mm-hmm. teacher's just going to know. At Fort Valley and A&T, you know, they know if you weren't there. <laughs> right. um, but in, a, like, a larger class setting, it's just really hard to to – to be noticed and not saying I think I wanted to be noticed. It was just, it was just tough, you know, being able to just be invisible and that might not have been a, a good thing, you know? Yeah. You, the, the onus is on you as a student to yeah. develop that relationship with the faculty member. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I think we don't really tell students 
the how important that yeah. aspect is. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Having a relationship with the faculty who's in the front of the room can help you. Yeah. Yeah, because we remember, like, I had a huge, you know, 500, 600 person class, but there's usually a good 20, 30 students who make sure that I know their name, right. they come to office hours, and, right. you know, they want little known professor secret. Like, if you're someone who <laughs> goes, like, you know, office hours, things like that, and let's say you're struggling at first, and then you start to do better, let's say you're on the line between an A and a B, I can be like, you know what, this right. student came to me, they didn't exactly understand stuff, but now I know they did, let's not let those previous grades weigh as much as the other ones. You know, you're well, such a great professor. I'm just there's there's lots <laughs> of us who kind. do that because I don't feel like you should just grade people based on their present moment. Like if I can see growth in a student, why penalize them yeah. for when they didn't know the information? And, and they, most syllabi yeah. have that written in yeah. in some way. Like it could be participation points or it could be something that's related to the projects that you're doing. Right. Like there are assignments that, you know, aspects of it aren't just how did they answer these questions? Yeah. 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 And I, yeah, that, we don't think about that as students because we just don't, we don't know. Yeah, we used to have, how it works. Right. that was eye opening to me in grad school because I was a TA and we literally had a meeting where we would highlight everybody who was on the cusp of two different grades. And it was a huge, large lecture. And every TA would be like, oh yeah, that person was in my blah, blah, blah. They should go this way. They, that person never went to blah, blah, blah. They should go that way. Yeah. And people aren't going to tell you that, but it does happen. Yeah. It, it, it makes a huge difference. And I think that I came in uh, with totally different, different experiences. I had experience where I had a friend in classes with me or friends, you know, so even if, you know, one day I missed something, I could easily contact someone and say, Hey, I missed this part. Could you, you know, yeah. um, and just having like the community there to just kind of bounce ideas off or to just, you know, co-struggle together, you know, it, it's, it's really something special to have just a group of people that you know that even if things aren't perfect, that you have people doing it with you. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I felt like I didn't have that and I didn't really know to, I didn't feel like I had the option, which I did have the option to, to, you know, dive in and get to know the professor, but I just didn't see that option at the time because I just didn't see myself in, you know, in, in the professor. So mm. I just didn't feel like he, they really you know, cared. But besides one of the professors that I had was actually on my committee and I actually did research with. So that was a totally different, that was a totally different experience. It was like, oh, hey, I'll see you in like five minutes back in the lab, you know. Right. But other than that, it was, you know, I, I had a lot, lot to do with not realizing I needed to, to adjust, to adjust to a big class size and, a, you know, just a different environment. And so I would always, you know, in the future recommend any student who, who does that shift to, Make sure they just, you know, try to stand out as much as possible and That's not, you know, fall in the cracks because it's so easy to just, you know, say, okay, well, I'm just going to go to class and, you know, <laughs> do like everyone else is doing right. and go home. But you don't really know what everyone else is doing. You know, you just, you, you know, standing out is really important to, to make sure that you get what you need out that class, Absolutely. even if you're alone, you know? Yeah. So let's talk about your research. Okay. What is digital finance, privacy, policy, and security? So it's it's pretty um, pretty simple and it's pretty widely used. Digital finance is you know the everyday finance app that you know individuals around the world use to conduct financial transactions. So my research focuses heavily on apps that are particularly used in, in developing countries mm. um, because a lot of times 
these mobile money and digital finance apps are the only means of financial transactions Mm -hmm. where, you know, in rural areas where there are no, no banks or credit unions, these apps are the, the, the sole sole source of, um, of income and financial transactions. And so that's something that was, that was really important to me to make sure that I could be an advocate for that, for that community of people who are using these tools, but have no idea how secure they are mm-hmm. and are trusting them with their livelihood. Yeah. Um, so looking at the security implications of those apps, looking at the privacy policies, looking at how, you know, how they are communicating with the users, you know, their, their rights and what they can do about their own personal data. Um, so I feel like that's really important to, to make sure that we're advocating for, for people who may not have the, the resources like I do to be able to crack open an app and see what exactly those apps are doing with, with my data. Yeah. So how, do, how do you like analyze those things? Like as someone who's here in Gainesville, Florida, how are you conducting research like that? Yeah. So I, um, I get a lot of, um, apps and so app files are, well, I look at Android apps. So the APK okay. files, mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just a, the type of file that, that the apps, yeah. that, you know, whatever. Um, so <laughs> basically I reverse engineer the apps and I, you know, do a lot of static analysis as far as the, the code and the Well, security. we got to break down some of these so, words. So reverse engineer re- means. Re- reverse engineer basically means cracking open the app, cracking open the app and just looking on the inside and seeing exactly how the code works. So just looking at the code, basically. Okay. So you're um, basically trying to figure out how someone made yes, this application. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Figuring out how they, um, how they made it, you know, how they're storing passwords, how they're transmitting passwords, how they're transmitting uh, personal data. Mm-hmm. Um, because nowadays there's so many data breaches out there. We want to mm. make sure that this, these financial apps are, you know, top of the line, secure and protecting data because they are taking in a lot of money mm-hmm. for people around the world. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's been the, the focus since I've been here. That's pretty cool. So just in terms of just usable security in general, because you mentioned that communicating like privacy policies and things like that is so important. Like, why is this even a thing? Like, I had no idea security could be thought of as something to make usable for people. I feel like it should be something. Right. <laughs> like, you know, you, you don't those, think about like, it until you're like, yeah. Agreements. Right? right. And you just automatically are like, yep, I agree. Well, and Yeah. There's so much research on how privacy policies are too long. Mm. No one reads them. And if someone actually had to read every privacy policy they came across, it would take days. Mm. So (laughs) you would never sign up for anything. Exactly. Exactly. You can read it and you still might not understand what someone's telling you. Exactly. And that's the problem. And so my paper that I submitted at Soups a few years ago um, talked about that. And it looked at the privacy policies of these these digital finance apps that are used in developing countries where, you know, English may not be the primary language, mm-hmm. but they're written in English and they're written in, in at grade levels, reading grade levels that are higher than the average reading grade level of, you know, the community. So yeah. there's, there has to be some context in that and making sure that users can not only read the policies, but understand the policies and understand how their data is being used and the rights that they actually have to, to control and protect their data. Mm-hmm. That's so. awesome. 
I feel yeah. like if people just had a picture of like, listen, this is what this app will do to your listen, information. You know what? Listen, <laughs> if we could just figure out a better way, because I find myself saying, okay, accept, accept. Okay, fine. Right. Fine. Fine. Yeah. And that's and the it's, majority you know, of people. Because it comes it's at a time where you really need it. it. Yeah. Exactly. It, it really does pop up at a time where you really need to use the app. It's like, fine, sure. I know you're going to take all my data. It's it's funny, <laughs> right. it, but it's like, it's, it's not, sad. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, because you really have, you have no control Mm-mm. over who gets access to your information. And uh, yeah. that's, an, that's an entire industry. Right. And yeah. it's predatory because if you're, if you need to use it right then and there and you don't have the time to read it and you're like, okay, my need to use this is greater than my will to read right. this thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But even if you had, you know the time, the resources, all of those things. Yeah. What is the alternative? Right. 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 Like if I'm in a developing country mm-hmm. and this is all I have access to. Exactly. Yeah. And this is have a choice. And this is the only app that the merchants use that, mm. you know, this is the only app that, you know, the, the merchants down the street that I, you know, depend on use or, or whomever, you know. So, so yeah, wow. your research is. Yeah. That's timely. Amazing. I mean, it's something that we should have been thinking of well before all of the development of the products that people are using yeah you know i think about you know the privilege that i have it's like okay i can i can you know open an app if i want to and look at the code i can ask someone that i know in my lab about certain you know um encryption mechanisms or whatever like the newest and greatest security but you know that might not be the privilege that someone else has so i want to make sure that you know we kind of try to level that playing field and make sure that the, that we have people out here who are advocating for that and saying, okay, let's make sure these tools are secure that we're, you know, putting out here and, you know, pushing out for users to use. Yeah. Re- Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I remember like maybe three years ago, like after we first met, uh, you were like, do you use such and such application? <laughs> well, don't let them remember your password. <laughs> right. Like you need to come up with your password. <laughs> Listen, I mean, you know, it's, it's so it's it's just so much. It's like all these we do the password breaches. It's we just a lot. Exactly, exactly. Because it makes our lives easier. Exactly. Right? Ultimately, that doesn't mean exactly our our information is secure. Yeah, and we, and we have to think about the fact that we don't want it to make it so complicated where you have to write it down because then that mm-hmm. defeats the whole purpose. Yeah, I you know, know people who have like. There's a file on my computer right. that's password protected with all my passwords. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> like someone's, you know, someone's auntie or grandma, you know, has like a, a list written down somewhere hidden under right. their pillow. It's probably you on know. the refrigerator. But I, I did take some um, <laughs> cybersecurity training recently, and it said instead of doing, you know, some super complicated password you have to write down, use something that you can actually remember, but it might not be, you know, easy for someone else to figure out. So. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at it more so in that way, not trying to do one, two, five, seven, Z, five. No, not, right. something that you can actually remember and not write down. But, you know, someone won't be able to just easily say, oh, favorite color, you know, mama maiden name and your pet name. Bam. Right, right, you know, yeah. maiden name, pet name, your right. birth or whatever. Right. <laughs> Speak, and speaking of all of that, Facebook, listen, <laughs> y'all got to delete, delete, delete. Oh, I've been deleting some stuff because it's like, you know, especially what what can be seen from the public. It's like, OK. Yeah, I periodically go back and like delete photos of myself. But I I don't think I could run for president because I just feel like my digital (laughs) fingerprint started way too Too long ago. And it's like, you know, (laughs) I think it was bad. It's just like, it's just too much. It's just like, 
<laughs> the posts that pop up on my timeline like, from like right. y'all don't need to 10 see years this picture. Right. right there was no punctuation capitalization nothing yeah. it was just like hey y'all i'm here no i make every facebook post and email like it's going to be read aloud listen, in the court of law. And listen. Then like, yeah i said it i said it <laughs> hello but like since you're in this area like what sort of security mistakes do people like make on the day-to-day they don't really you know know that they're making the password that's the huge Mm, thing like it's the password because that's like the gatekeeper to like everything you know your computer your phone everything um and there's a lot of a lot of times like just simple social engineering you know, someone can, you know, be looking over your shoulder mm-hmm. or standing behind you in the line or just starting to ask you random questions and, and get random information from you. Like, what's your dog's name? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, hi. You know, you know, it's just it, it, it's really bad. You know, mm. so it's just protecting yourself and, and changing your password as much as possible and not using the same one for everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, because if if your email and password are leaked. Yeah, you know, into the the dark web. It's like now your pa- oh, If you gosh. have the same password and email for every account, they're going to log into your bank, right? And get your money. Web. And what is the dark web for people who? Girl, I don't know. I ain't been term. there. I don't want to go. <laughs> I can't. For whoever is listening, Jasmine Browers <laughs> is not associated with dark web at all. Okay. Whoa. Okay. okay. Move no. on. I don't know. No. Listen, I don't know. I don't know y'all, but y'all wrong for that. Okay. So, <laughs> in addition this. to like your your research that's on finance you're very passionate about personal finance and encouraging people online to like kind of take ownership of what they have now and invest for the future and i i think it's amazing how many people aren't thinking about that like when you're in graduate school or even when you're in college really when you're in high school Mm -hmm. These are decisions that you should be making. And we don't talk about it in high school. We definitely don't encourage uh, healthy financial literacy and yeah. all of that like right. during college. Yeah. Because everything's about student loans and all those types of things. So yeah. like, if you're going to encourage um, like a high schooler on the types of decisions they should make, now what would you say oh that's good so I can speak from my experience um I was really interested in money at an early age and it probably had a lot to do with it you know with numbers but my mom would always let me count her change in her purse like <laughs> you know I don't know it might it probably was a little nosiness you know I just how much money my mom got you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel but that. um yeah. But I was also a coin collector, which I still am. Oh, it's, you're a I do all I do all the weird things. Yeah, that I have yeah. coins. We yes. should look at our coins. I have so many quarters that <laughs> didn't make a it, it into the map. I have a map somewhere. So are you a, a U.S. coin collector, foreign coin collector? So, um, well, funny thing is, uh, my mom's friends would bring coins from other countries when I was younger. So oh, that nice. was that was a thing. So I I don't necessarily you know. I've only, I haven't been anywhere, but the DR. So like, you know, I got $2 from there, but you know, I don't really. Where are we going? We got to go somewhere. Right. Um, So I've always like, you know, collected coins and and understood money. Um, So when I got into high school, I begged my mom for a job and she was just like, really? Thinking about it now, like she had to drop me off, pick me up. She was probably hiding. job for her. Right. Hiding in the parking lot, watching me the whole time (laughs) because I was selling Italian ice Mm -hmm. in like this little cart in this pavilion. So I was just sitting out there, you know, with 
you know, the public. So I know she was she was lurking somewhere, but <laughs> I really wanted to buy my own laptop. So mm-hmm. I was like, Mom, I'm going to buy my laptop. So, you know, I had all my cash I had saved and hid somewhere. And then, you know, I finally had the money to buy the laptop, went there and didn't have enough for taxes. So, of course, Mama mm-hmm. still had to, you know. But she allowed me to kind of venture into that and just get that job and that experience. And she also um, hooked me up with like a, you know, like a student, um, the little debit card yeah. in middle school when I would go to camp and stuff. So Whoa, I would have that. Middle school? Listen, it, well, it was like the. That's great. It was like a, a visa card. I don't know if it was like a real account. But um, when I turned 16, I was like, you know what? I'm over this. I want my own bank account. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went to, to the bank and I set up my account. And, you know, I've had the, you know, had a good relationship with my bank since then. So, um, so I've always kind of been interested in like more, like what else yeah. is out there? What, what else is out there? So in high school, I would really recommend students just reading as much as possible, you know, applying for scholarships I thankfully haven't had to um, pull out a loan besides like a small loan that I paid off in undergrad Um, so thankfully I didn't have loans but even if you have to get loans don't max out because you're going to pay that times three you know I'm with you like I never had a student loan me either the only loan that I got was for my house yeah exactly (laughs) exactly that's the only loan I've ever in my car exactly and just I think you know it's it's important to know the numbers and see the numbers you know so if you can get some calculators and see hey if I if I borrow this amount of money today how long would it take me to pay it off and you know just see the reality I think just seeing it and talking to people who have the debt and have the loan debt, you know, talking to them and oh, just girl, getting an idea yes. of yeah. what that life looks like. Because that payment is real, especially yeah. if you, you know, you're no longer in deferment process. So it's like, you know, and that can that could prevent you from doing other things you want to do. So just, you know, school is great. Degrees are great. But I don't think that students should should, you know, I mean, medical school is just going to be just that's just, you know. <laughs> but if, you know, you have the opportunity to get a scholarship, I understand my privilege. So. I put that out there that I have privilege and I, I had the opportunity to have a scholarship. Everybody might not have a scholarship, but if you have any opportunity to, you know, I did a work study. I also worked when I was in school, my whole five years. So, wow. you know, so two majors and working listen, 24 credit. Listen, Girl. listen, I'm not going to, I may or may not have taken a nap <laughs> at work but once or twice. So I know because you had all of this support, you were able to, in graduate school purchase a home which is like insane right like most of us aren't most people are in debt (laughs) by the time they're in graduate school but you yeah you made a plan yeah had a goal to be able to purchase something while you were in school so do you suggest that to you do you think that was like a a good plan yeah I, I definitely think that was a good plan um and and most of the credit goes to my mom because she not only, you know, planted those seeds as far as, you know, just owning a home, you know, saving money, things like that, budgeting. But but she encouraged it and she supported it. So mm-hmm. she helped me um, get my my home that I have now, um, helped me pay off the debts that, you know, I had a car that I purchased when I was in my senior year of college. So we paid that off because I needed to, yeah. you know. Um, have as little debt as possible Mm -hmm. but she helped me in that process and you know it's been a really uh, rewarding experience it's been (laughs) it's been a lot because you know when you have a house you gotta you have to manage all the rooms all the things Mm -hmm. you know you you know when something's broken it's on you it's like 
Does it really need to be fixed today? I mean, <laughs> you know. Ah. But you have a house in a college town, and that's something that will constantly have. Right. I'm thankful yeah. for and that. And it's growing in the direction where you right. decided to purchase exactly. your house. Exactly. And you in didn't know that. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it just all worked out. It was really tough that first year because I was like unsure. I was like, man, this, this might not be for me. It was a really stressful time. I thought you were crazy. Well, yeah, I, I was. Didn't. I mean, my first semester, I slept on an air mattress. No, I, I thought she was crazy. So it was that. rough. No, it I was, had seen like success stories of people. But who then after she got her house, I was like, Hmm. Time to go. <laughs> yeah. Because you're you paying know. rent and rent hmm. is almost the same as a mortgage. Well, absolutely. That was yeah. the problem. I was looking at like apartments and it, it was it was more than, you know, the mm-hmm. mortgage. So it was just like, you know, OK, no, I don't want to do this. But then I'm like, I'm tired of this process. Yeah. So it, it ended up working out and I'm thankful. And um, I, you know, I I wouldn't trade this experience, but I would I, like I got really caught up in in the house. So it was just yeah. like I was so consumed with it being perfect. It was like, <laughs> girl, just chill. It's fine. You only only you. Look. It's just you. Yeah. So, you know, just being OK with you know what? I think you were one of the first people to come to my house and you yes. helped. So I still have I got- paint on those pants, by the way. <laughs> they were high water, so yeah. it's fine. So we so <laughs> my husband and I we bought this house and it was absolutely a fixer upper and we invited a bunch of graduates because I was still in graduate school too yep. at the time. So I invited a bunch of graduate stu- students over. We ordered pizza. They helped us rip out carpet, break up tiles. Mm. Like, we demolished a whole bathroom, and Jazz was there. Yes, painting the wall. I was like, I don't know why. Yeah. Look, listen, internally, I was like, why is she trusting me with this? A reality TV show back then. Right. We were doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah. It was not grad school. But you know, that, like, that's pretty, that's, it's such a, uh, it's such an important thing to have, like, that community of people. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, um, like, my friend Allison, who recently graduated, we okay, used to be in Dr. the lab. Hey, Dr. Hey, Allison. You know, she and I, she would be, we would be in the lab, like, you know, till who knows when. We Girl. would just, like, work together because we worked in the same building. So, like, having that community, like, that uh, nice. you know, it's it's really good. Like, my, my friend Amani, we are, we've co-authored three three papers, right? Wow. Two or three. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's just, it's. It's really good to have like just that cohort of people who you can just say, hey, you know, I need help or I need, you know, it's just so many friends that that I made here just going down the line, like all the all the people, all the people, Simone, <laughs> Tim, <laughs> Jessica, like it was, it's just really good to have like, you know, people you can call on. And as they graduate and leave, you're just like, wait, I know, yeah. you know, that's been the I hardest know. part. It's like Allison left me like. That's my girl. We used to Same. like ride to work Same. every day. You know, we would go get some boba tea, you know, some Dunkin' Donuts. And now it's like, dog. Oh, she was my dance class buddy. See? Yeah. So that's family. It's a yeah. hole in my heart. I think that's what, like, we were in these things, like, these really difficult. Yes. Difficult. Struggle moments. D-I-F-L-I. <laughs> cult. <Yeah. laughs> it's difficult. It's a cult. It's a cult. <laughs> so we're it's in these difficult. real struggle bus situations. <laughs> And it's like the people who are around you are yeah. what make it worth it. Yeah. yeah. That's been a common theme with like a yeah. lot of people we've had is that community makes your whole experience. Yes. yes. And yes. people make a mistake, I think, of coming to grad school and being like, I can do this myself. I don't Ooh, need that anybody was else. And you will find quickly. That, that was me. That oof. was me. Because I was, I was a straight A student um, in high school. And 
you know, all of that. And it was just like, oh, I got this. This is just school. This is just memories. No, it's like a whole nother thing. Like, you know, so having to humble yourself and say, I'm struggling. You know, I remember having conversations with my advisor and I'm like, you know, I suck. I, you know, listen, <laughs> and just having to be real yeah. about it. And it's like, yeah. uh, okay, I need help. I haven't told you. I never opened my mouth. And now, you know, I'm in, you know, whatever. I'm struggling. So having to just be honest about that and just be open, you know, that's been really helpful. And I think that has really helped my relationship with my advisor because, I mean, I, you know, hopefully he's not, you know, listening. He's definitely going to listen. Yeah, um, yes. I'm going to send it to Patrick, actually. <laughs> I was so scared of him. I was like, I don't know. I don't know anything. Why and am I here? Fine. Like imposter it's syndrome natural, probably ended I don't know. Actually, no, it's probably still going on. But it, it was really bad when I first got here. And I was just like looking around like, I don't belong here. I don't know what these people are talking about. What wow. is this? What is that? But there was a lead grad student. His name was Adam. And he was just always so positive and just so supportive. And like mm. I saw him recently and he helped me like just talk about uh, just talk through th some things I was struggling with. And it's just like having like a lead grad student and older grad students in the lab with you that can kind of support you is really important. So I try to make sure that, you know, I pass down that, you know, that same trait and, you know, and I pay think it those forward. are great like lessons yeah. for, for people who are coming behind yeah. you Absolutely. to it's be important. able to hear. Yeah. You need to be able to listen, reach out for help because what I didn't realize is, you know, because <laughs> I was, girl, listen, I was, I was like, I'm a black woman. I'm already like, you know, they probably don't think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they probably think I'm sad to this, this and that. So I'm just going to be quiet and act like I know what's going girl, on. No. no, listen, I need be to start yourself. asking, what does yes. this mean? I have no idea. Help me. Tell right. me what you mean. What is this? You know? So I'm still working on that. I still struggle with that every day. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to appear as if, you People know. People don't want to ask for help. That's yeah. like human nature. Yeah. But yeah. I've always realized whenever I ask for help, nobody else knows what's going on. Right. Too. Well, you know what's crazy? You being the one to be like, I don't know what this means. The, exactly. <laughs> it's so crazy because now, like, I hear it more and more. Like, you know, my the lab that I'm in, I, I hear guys saying more like, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Like, yeah. it's like, wait, what? You don't you don't know? You're admitting. I'm an expert. You know, so it's just it's just nice to know that everyone has their strengths. And I think that's one thing about our lab. Like everyone has their strengths and whoever knows it is like the it person for that. But it's like everybody has their it. So it helps, you know, so it's not like, you know, I don't have anything. You know, I don't know anything, you know, so now we all have value. Exactly. And yeah. we all bring something to the table. Yeah. And my advisor's like, oh, figure it out. you're a star. You rock. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, I'm actually like a pebble. And I know <laughs> <No. laughs> you're fabulous. <laughs> you, all right. So, you know, and I think also to having a good like, you know, support system, because my advisor really like I will say that he has been very supportive over the years just and personal like my grandfather passed away recently mm. and you know it was, it's just been a lot of personal things yeah. life things happening you know buying a house is rough you know your grandparent passing away is rough you know i mean living health, states away exactly from your family exactly I've, I've started going to counseling and i was like hey i'm going to counseling and wellness center okay he was like okay great, great. you know Good. so you know going to that you know i've been you know having to just take a second and recently just take a second and really take care of my body because things have been happening and like, you know, it's just things that never happened before. So, you know, <laughs> a lot of like health stuff. So just having to like slow down and just say, Hey, you know, I need to do this. Da, 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 da. I think it's really important to just have that good support system and a good, you know, just someone who, you know, cares about the, the whole person, yeah. which he definitely does. And I appreciate that because if he didn't, I would probably, you know, be struggling to, to keep everything you a might secret not be here exactly yeah. oh no i probably wouldn't you know yeah. so yeah. i think also like in addition to having the good support system you have to have like 
an outlet beyond yeah. what you're doing in what school. Are those? So yeah. <laughs> what, what are those? What, I know that you're like a master crafts person. Right. Yes, I love crafts. <laughs> Crafting is your life. Yeah. It is. It's it has taken over my life. What I, kinds of things do you like to craft? Um, All sorts of things. So, like, I was really into, like, refurbishing stuff from, like, Goodwill. But then I started buying stuff and, like, not refurbishing it. And then it just (laughs) sat there on the floor. So (laughs) I had to, like, calm down. But the thing about it, when when I bought my house and even before, my mom was, like, holding on to different, like, pieces of furniture she found, like, thrifting and things Mm -hmm. like that. So she's always been that way. So that was kind of something I, like, took on because I was like, well, I have this house. I need to, you know, not... Not buy everything new, right? So yeah. I need to, you know, sanitize and, you know, repaint stuff and all this stuff. So that was a that was a cool thing. And then also, like, just, um, like, I like to color. So Aww. that's, like, a stress reliever. Yeah. Um, and you know those, like, lanyard keychains? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just started doing that again. So oh, yeah. it's, With like, yeah. Yes, I saw that, and that gave me all the feels listen, of, like, fifth grade. Right. <laughs> and it's, like, I feel like I doodle a lot, but this is, like, my way of doodling with having an end product. So I was, mm-hmm. like, okay, well, maybe I need to, like, do something that actually results in some positivity that I could, like, give to somebody and say, hey, here you go. So aside from, like, crafting, um, I don't really um, – I, I honestly didn't really explore Gainesville like I wanted to, but I have really gotten involved in the Delta chapter in Gainesville, so – that's pretty much my life, uh, you know. Yay, community. S- several Friday nights a year, <laughs> Wednesday nights, some Tuesday nights. Saturday nights. <laughs> All the nights. Right. So, you know, that's been, that's been like another community that I've had to, to kind of rally around me and to, and, to support. And one that you don't have to talk computer science to. Yeah. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Don't get it twisted. Mm-mm, I still talk computers. I'm the... I, <laughs> computers. I'm the, hey, computers can you... Can you... Well, yeah. Can you... Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, but seriously. Like, you know, and I don't mind because they're like, oh, can you fix this? It's like, it's not showing this. And it's like, oh, it's just this. They're like, oh. You're and it's like, oh. Right. How do I silence my phone like this? Oh. You know, so it's it's, <laughs> it's not, you know, it, it makes you feel like, uh, you know, you're super important, super mm-hmm. smart. But actually, it's just like, no, it's, it's really not. I just you know, know what button to push. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no, but they're they're great. I love them. That's awesome. Yeah. So, funny, random story. I remember when you first, first got here, Ooh, we would chat yeah. about, like, hair and <laughs> things like that. And I remember you being, like, so apprehensive to, like, wearing a fro Ooh, and girl. then wearing your hair straight. You're like, oh, my gosh, if I change my hair from this to that, they're going to think <laughs> this thing about me. Ooh, Are they going to recognize me? Ooh, like, yeah. how does your, your hair trajectory, your thoughts about, like, you know, because there's this whole stereotype that you have to have your hair straight yes, to right be. Now. I can't see your face because the monitor's right You know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know like you feel like you have to have your hair straight to be quote-unquote presentable like how is that yeah so okay so full disclosure I don't know how to do hair so that's part of the problem I don't know how to do it well like the people on YouTube um but and you don't have time to be figuring it out so right? yeah and then I'm in grad school so like you know dropping 100 200 every two weeks is like ah yeah. it's rough you know so it's like you know what we're just gonna go with it you know so I wake up and I'm like okay we're just go you're beautiful hey you know yeah we don't yeah. care you know so then I just have to go to work like I woke up with this hairstyle planned okay I don't care but in all actuality I'm like oh crap please look please let it just stay round you know I don't want to like <laughs> when I get in the car my mom's like pull your afro out because it'll like flatten uh-huh, when I'm like uh-huh. in the car and I'm like ah so you know I I did struggle with that because 
I did I did the big chop like right before I got here in Gainesville. And the big chop for people who don't know is I cut off my permed hair because it was like mostly it was like maybe half and half natural and half permed and so it was really short and it shriveled up when I it, I did the big chop before I did orientation. So I came down for orientation and it was straight and cute and by the time I left it was like it was not oh yeah. no <laughs> this flood like, of humidity right it's like what was I thinking so then I started you know I would do the wash and go thing but then I didn't realize washing it every day I was stripping it of all the oil. like it was just mm-hmm. not I wasn't doing that right so every semester kind of like I had a new thing like and then in the winter time I'm like oh you'll get sick if you wash your hair every day so then yeah. I was like oh well, let's try to do so I really haven't mastered it yet and I really haven't like figured out what style really fits me and I really haven't explored that all the so, styles yes. fit you girl well you know you're fabulous uh. but did you get over <laughs> the apprehension of just changing your hair a lot a lot of people don't change their hair and it becomes like a topic of conversation a so lot. I the only reason why I don't even change it is really because I just I really just didn't want to spend the money like I did <laughs> I didn't want to spend the money every two weeks because I just really wanted to make sure like you know i I, I just, and you have you know. like looser curls yeah. too. Well, it's grown. It has really grown because when it was when it was short at first, it was a lot more manageable. Now it's just like it's a lot, you know. And it's I'm thankful. <laughs> you do have, listen, it's long. listen. Yeah. Let me put it out there. I'm privileged. I'm thankful for you know for my hair. <laughs> I I like to acknowledge my privilege because I don't want to come off as if I'm like oh, I hate my curly hair. No, but it's I just don't. <laughs> I I just don't. You know, I don't know how to do hair. And like I text my my stylist back at home all the time. Mm. Like, girl, how do you feel about travel how do you feel about you know but um so it's more so I just need to invest more time and like take better care of like my hair and and explore more things and I'm I'm really a good you know I'm really good at like picking one hairstyle even when I had a perm it was just straight maybe a part that was it all my pictures you'll see it but Mm -hmm. now it's like oh curly but and like pulled back like it's never like a oh, let's try this new yeah. thing. Oh, so no. Grad I mean, school, I was exactly different. Like I cut my hair like just like you did at the beginning, but that was my, how I relax. Like for some reason, combing my hair is relaxing Listen, to me. What? I, so Can I you comb mine? I tell my stylist now. Somebody comb my hair, please. Getting my hair done is my therapy. That's what, yeah, listen, like. <laughs> listen, one of my goals, I've been like every setting all these weeks. goals mm-hmm. for when yeah. I get a job. Listen, hair done every Friday. Don't care. Friday, <laughs> I don't care. Listen, I don't care. We, we will reallocate some money. Okay. <laughs> I want it done. It's just like, I've been missing out. go back to that like two, three I've been missing out. Situation. Okay. Maybe for the first month. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like I've just been missing out on that lifestyle. No, I didn't really get my hair done often before, but it was... It was perm, so like right. I could straighten it myself. Yeah. Well, I had three. Well, I was one of three roommates, and so mm. like you know, living with people gives you the option right. of having more disposable income. And yeah. so one of the things I used my income on was my hair. Yes. Mm-hmm. And my stylist and I have been riding out See? for a hot little minute. Yeah. Shout out to Antoinette at hey, a Antoinette. new twist salon. Listen, Jamika, if you <laughs> can hear me, fam. girl, in Charlotte, North Carolina, <laughs> she needs you. Listen. <laughs> Listen, I've already told her, listen, I'm coming back. Get ready to get flued out, okay? (laughs) Flued. City girls, okay? Charlotte City girls, okay? Okay. Okay. (laughs) No, but seriously, though, you know, hair is so important, and that's something that really, like, you know, it's a black woman thing. It's like, you know, it's our hair, it's our crown. So, you know, you want to make sure that it looks tight. And when it's not, you're just like, "Mm." struggle bus. Yeah. Yeah. And even today, like, I, I got my hair straightened, one, because I don't get it straightened often. And two, I just knew that it was more manageable as far as me trying to prep for today. Um, but it's just it's something that I'm still working on it's like I like my straight hair sometimes better than when it's curly because one 
I haven't really found a style that I really liked. Mm-hmm. And two, I think it, you know, it kind of like makes my face a little longer because I've gotten a little rounder. So, oh, you know, I can't with you, <laughs> but it's just, you know, I just think it's just one of those things where it's like, I love how, you know, every hairstyle is beautiful though. It's not like yeah. there's one, like, it's just all like straight is pretty. Curly is pretty. Fro is pretty. Bald is pretty. Like short fade is pretty. Like everything is just beautiful. Mm, like, you know, and that's the great thing. Like we can wear any style we want. And it's like, ooh, it's more so me, like personally. It's not even about like what others others think anymore. Like mm-hmm. I, I know everybody pretty much knows me having a bad hair today, like across the board, kind of, sort of. But I just want to personally like say, okay, I love my hair in any form. And I'm also going to make sure that I, you know, I'm able to style it or get it styled the way I want to or whatever so that I can feel that confidence because I just don't always feel confident, you know? But you're a scientist. You can definitely, like, experiment on YouTube. Girl. And just, uh-uh. like, I had a whole diary, like, this product plus this product. No. Listen. <laughs> this product, what? this technique. Like, I, I literally, like, because you have I to figure it out. I almost showed up today with purple hair. Listen. <laughs> we were this close to putting that rinse in my hair. Listen. And I have, like, blonde streaks that right now. Awesome. So it would have been popped. I've never fire. had color. Never. What? Never had color. I was color. so scared. Never had I a sew like, in. This, I did, like, an inch, like, of my hair. Uh, like my ends yeah. so that like mm-hmm. they could cut it off just in case see that's wow. why i'm so ready to have like a job you know not not <laughs> just for the hair but mm-hmm. that's a big important that's an important thing i want to be able to like explore and like say hey i want to get this done this week but you, you know. can don't let just, this hold know. you back from being you you just Listen, got a budget for it i'm struggling it. with part, like part my hair out. okay parting what? and twisting at night that's I just can't. that's a job but the more you do it the better and faster you get at it it's going to be a struggle bus like for the first part of that's it that's true but. It's it's me. It's really all me. I try oh not to goodness. try not to point the blame at anyone but myself. It's really me. <laughs> so Jasmine, what's next for you? Yeah. So what's next? Once you're once you're Doctor Bowers, where where are you going? What what's happening? Um, that's really to be determined. Um, I'll be on the job market in the fall. So you know, so many different avenues. I'll be interning this summer when that is um you know made public. It's it's not. It's, can, it's in the works, yeah. but yeah, it's coming. Um, so just exploring, you know, the options that are out there. This research, this line of research has really opened up a lot of doors. And I've met a lot of awesome people that have, you know, just really been interested in my work and shown that there's value in my work. So um, there's just so many, so many things that I could do. I, I want to take this summer to really explore what I'm really interested in mm-hmm. and what I'll just wake up and just love doing every day and not feel like, you know, oh, I hate this. I, I just really want to have that type of career where I just love it, you know? Yeah. And love my hair, love my job. love it, leave. Oh, yep. yeah. Because you're yeah. Dr. Bauer. You know. Listen, right. listen. Okay. 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 <laughs> so oh, wait, did, that's trademark. Uh-oh, I'm sorry, no, Cardi. You got, you got, you got it. <laughs> she ain't listening. If she is, hey, Cardi. <laughs> yeah, what's up, girl? How do people find you? So I'm on the Twitters. Jasmine D. Bowers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, that's that's probably the best place to find me on Twitter. Because you aren't um, really on Insta like that. I am, but I try to keep that, you know, Secret on the Insta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your professional fine. social media yeah. is Jasmine D. Bowers with a W. Yes. On the Twitters. And um, you know, let's have a conversation. Let's do it. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for Thank you for inviting me. I'm so special. You are special. So special, so special. Listen, (laughs) first of all, I want to shout out my mama. Hey, mommy. Hey, mom. Shout shout out my grandma. 
my auntie, my cousin, <laughs> Is there anybody else, my daddy, my lost sisters, my school. Okay, we can fade out. as always you can find us on our website at modernfiguerspodcast.com where you can also purchase items from our online store send us questions via email at askus at modernfiguerspodcast.com the podcast is also on social media just search for modern figures podcast and you can find kyla and i on twitter kyla is at dr underscore kyla and i'm at jeremy wayso Until Until next time, time, stay hydrated, moisturized, and and protect protect your peace. peace.